Okay, welcome to the bunker. We're talking to Marley, Marley Wild Thing. Um, she has a quite an unusual story for a musician. Um, she has changed her name accidentally, uh, started her music career as a 24-year-old after having a career in something completely different. Or, well, she didn't even start the career. She, she planned to have a career or something completely different. So she's kind of an accidental mu- musician. Um, she writes about the things that are going on in her life, how she's feeling. It's a very honest music that she has. Um, and she plays a lot of instruments herself, has made some really cool videos, and is she's very hardworking and has made a career out of this uh, without being a megastar. It's really cool how she has done this. Um, I also want to mention the sponsors. Uh, first of all, alphajobs.cz. Uh, it's a Czech, Czech Republic's best-looking job website with the best jobs for the best people. It's really a lot of best stuff. Anyway, so you can use uh, Alfred as a web page or an app. And uh, it's really easy. You don't really need to look for a job anymore. Alfred does it for you and sends you the jobs that are relevant to you. Check it out uh, in uh, Google Play and the Apple App Store or on alfred.cz. Uh, the other sponsor, the Old Bar, the world-known Old Bar, I would say now, um, in Karlin, uh, just off Krisikova Metro Station, uh, sends home through Vault and Bolt and is open for takeaway. And um, amazing food, healthy yet tasty, nothing boring there. It's a party at every bite. It's really cool. Check it out, guys, and uh, enjoy my show. Oh, and I almost forgot, guys. When you're listening to my podcast, please follow it, whether it's on Spotify, Google, Apple, or wherever you're listening. And uh, I know at least on Apple you can review the show, so I wouldn't mind if you would write some kind words about me um, and leave a high rating. I don't accept ratings under four stars. Um, that would be really helpful because I'm being told that that would mean that more people would hear this. Um, and uh, yeah, and thanks for all the feedback and uh, enjoy. Thank you. thing to the bunker hello how thanks are you? for inviting me how are you doing uh i'm pretty good yeah and uh, are you excited about being in my bunker of course uh, who is <laughs> extreme <laughs> um marley you're a musician um and um, i saw you i think i saw you play maybe three four years ago here in prague yeah um, <laughs> but not everybody who's listening has seen you. How would you describe your music? Um, I would say um, indie with uh, pop and folk elements. Life, it's mostly on ukulele or on bass mm. and singing. Yeah. Yeah. And looping a lot, usually. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the name, Wild Thing, where does that come from? 
so it was not really my choice to have this as an artistic name because um so my last name is Wilfing. Mm. It's Austrian name, I don't know. And my name is Marlene and I I don't know, for some inside joke, I I named myself on Facebook Marley Wild Thing. And then I was playing in some little place somewhere in Zhishkov. That was like my first gig and the first time I was in a lineup and I was on the poster and they just, they didn't ask, they just used my Facebook name. And from that moment on, I was like, hmm, Marley Wild Thing. I guess that's okay and that's I don't have to think about it anymore. It's a cool, it's a cool name. I mean, that song <laughs> "Wild Thing" with the tro- trucks. Yeah, I think, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> you make my heart sing. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I was sure it had something to, to do with that. But yeah, as I said, I, I, um, I think I saw you play live. I don't remember a lot about it. I was probably drunk. <laughs> Thanks. No, I was, I was probably very drunk, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> But um, yeah, so you're a musician here in Prague. I mean, and that's what you do, right? That's that's yes. how you, yeah, that's who you are. Mm-hmm. But but it started somewhere. You're you're from Austria, right? Yes, exactly. If you take me back a little bit to the the beginnings, uh, my beginnings, yeah, or or like the beginnings of my music. Uh yours. Yeah. So, um, Marlene. <laughs> Marlene, not Marley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I basically, I grew up in Austria. Um, I spent three years of my childhood in Budapest. Mm. That's where I learned English because I was in international kindergarten there. So I spoke English all day, which I think um, made my life and me traveling much easier mm. in my life later. And yeah, also... I don't know, made me somehow later crave for traveling, I mm. guess, in a way. Yeah, and then I guess my life after, <laughs> I I don't know if I have anything important to say about that. <laughs> no, but are you like, uh, are you born from the Holy Ghost or you had parents and sis- siblings? Or <laughs> yeah, I have three sisters. Yeah, so you have four girls. Exactly, yes. And your mom, and then your dad. And dad, yeah. Uh-huh. Dad with five women. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, he moved out when I was 12, so... <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> and these, yes. these so sisters of yours, are they musicians also? Or, or? Um, it's actually funny because my two older sisters, they used to sing a lot and um, do music. One of them was songwriting and she was part of the Austrian version of The Voice or Superstar or what you want to call it. Mm. Um, and me and my younger sister, we we were kind of like hiding in the shadows a little bit. Like we were, we were really shy, I think both of us. And it actually, yeah, it's funny that the two older sisters, they kind of stopped. They just lost interest in music. And us two younger ones, we started and now... Yeah, I do it for a living, and my younger sister arranges music for choirs and uh-huh. yeah, and sings in several choirs. So it turned opposite to to what it was. In a way, yeah. And what do the others do? I mean, what, what was there? Is there like a family trait? Like, is there is everyone a doctor in your family? Or uh, no, <laughs> I 
Well, I would say that we are all rather artistic. Like, although it's, I mean, obviously it's hard to have like art as your main income, but I think that we all do art, like at least on the side. In like visually, my my oldest sister does um, a lot with visual media for her company and does videos and websites and stuff like this, for mm. example. And where did this come from in the family? Why has it was it from your parents or grandparents or? Mm, I don't know actually. I think it at least in my dad's family it runs through the whole family. I would say like, um, I mean you know it depends on what is art for you. But I know that my aunts are, are suing, mm-hmm. and they do it really professional. And I think that this is a way of art as well, yeah. like making clothes. And I know that all my cousins. Every one of them has a super nice voice and they can all sing. So mm-hmm. yeah. And play instruments. Like one of my cousins does uh how do you say? Uh, musical therapy. Uh-huh. So So it's it's been there somehow. Yeah. Subconsciously, I guess. Like we're not making a big deal out of it or something. Yeah. Like artsy family. <laughs> But it's uh, it's uh, where in Austria are you from from Vienna or, or? <laughs> Close to Vienna, uh-huh. countryside, like really close to the Czech border, actually. Aha. Uh-huh. And what what kind of life is that? There is it like agricultural area, or or what, what's the? We make wine. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's really big where I come from. Okay. So um, my my grandparents were wine farmers, uh-huh. and my uncle now has uh, fruits. All kinds of, and I remember when I was small, I was helping like sorting the fruits and stuff, and I really enjoyed it. Uh-huh. And we helped with the uh, um, you know, taking off the grapes and stuff, but you know, like it was not like children's labor or something. <laughs> it was like more something we had fun with. Like we helped a little. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and is it like a big big business then? I mean, like the, the, this is their living. This is how they make a living by being wine. Yeah, well, they used to. Um, uh-huh. Now my parents are not involved in that anymore. Mm-hmm. They just, yeah, they w- went to school and then they work in offices. Yeah, I guess that's how it goes a lot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nowadays. But and and talking about that, I mean, you, um, I know a little bit about you. Not everything, but a little bit. But um, you went to educate yourself to become someone who would probably work in an office um so you you yeah i uh you mean uh my studies yeah yeah so i i don't know somehow i had the idea when i was 17 and i finished school that first i wanted to do psychology i completely failed at the entrance exams and i was like this is not what i want and um spontaneous idea was i love dutch language so I started studying it and I finished it as well because it was, I don't know, it was really nice community as well. And yeah, so I speak fluently Dutch and since I finished, I haven't done much with it. Hot for domen. Hot for domen. But uh, <laughs> how come that, that's, uh, what does that mean actually? Because I've been saying this hot for domen for many, many years, but I don't really know what it means in Dutch. Uh... Well, it's just a random swear word. Uh-huh, <laughs> I would say it's like or something. yeah, yeah, like bullshit. <laughs> but uh, Dutch, I mean, 
like how how can how can you develop a passion for Dutch? <laughs> well, mm, I don't know. I just thought it was really sweet, and mm. and Dutch people were always really um, sympathetic people to me in a way, and which probably also comes with my interest for Dutch because. Dutch people don't expect you to learn the language. So when they figure out someone learns the language, and I was I was not great with vocabulary in no language I ever learned, but I'm good with accents. So I would really try and learn their accent. So I sound like them. So that was even more surprising to them. And then everyone was super nice to me. So oh, that's cool. And 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 for for I don't know like. Uh, interpreter from from Dutch to German then or Dutch to English I guess I mean those two yeah Dutch German was what I was planning is that a big big field um well I know that I mean I know that there is work I used to work at a translation office but I was that was during my studies and I was not or Mm. barely translating there I was mostly uh, taking care of like the office work. It's only really. I just am curious about this choice. It's such a. I mean, it's yeah. It's not like Spanish or French or or Chinese or Russian or something. You know, it's um actually, you, you Dutch is a very small language as such. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So me being from a tiny language in Iceland, and I'm always curious about people who are willing to learn these small languages. Yeah. Well, I don't know. In a way, <coughs> I think it's nice to learn especially those small languages because uh, they they give you the opportunity to dive into the culture a lot. Whereas I think, you know, like for a French speaker, it's not so surprising if you speak French and it doesn't really like, I don't know, it doesn't really get you their attention as mm. much as if you learn a small language and you go there and you tell the people like you're a superstar yeah everyone's like wow cool come with us yeah. let's go for a drink i don't know yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's um uh, it's an interesting choice uh, and but what you you kind of you never really made a career out of it though no uh, not because i i didn't hate it or like it's not because there was nothing for me, but it's more like my whole life just changed when I finished, I would say. Yeah, how? Um, well, <laughs> I got out of a very long relationship. Mm. And so um, while, I mean, like, I don't want to sound let it sound wrong. Like, I had a lot of fun when I was young. Um, like, also during that relationship, like, I went out a lot and... But I never really, you know, I never really felt free to go wherever I want. Just because, like, if you're with someone, you think of them and you involve them in your plans. And all of a sudden, I didn't have anyone to think of. So, and I needed to, I don't know, revolt a little bit with myself as well. So I just, I just had to, like, go places and try out everything I wanted. And, Mm. yeah, so I started traveling and... And I had a friend in Czech Republic and I was visiting her a couple of times and I saw that I really like life here. So I went here and there was just nothing with Dutch in Prague <laughs> for me. So, <laughs> yeah. 
I had no choice. <laughs> but uh, and what did you like about Prague? I mean, what was it that attracted you to Prague? Um, it was the artist communities, I would say. Um, so first of all, my friend worked for a film school, mm-hmm. so I met all those crazy filmmaker people, and for me, it was just like, wow, okay, that's a different world, and they were all. Yeah, weird people, but super nice people, you know. And I felt pretty um, welcomed there. Mm. And also, I I saw much more live music than I have ever in Vienna. I'm not blaming Vienna for that. More like myself, not giving it enough of a chance, maybe. Um, and I started, like, I was playing there a little bit, and I just wanted to see what comes out of it. Mm. How is it... Music scene is via in Vienna. I guess it's either Schubert or, or Falco. Uh, because when I googled music in, in Austria, I got Falco and then Schubert. <laughs> yeah, well, he was big. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, actually, I'm I'm surprised to see how the music scene in Vienna is growing a lot, mm. like in all over Austria. Because when I left Austria to Prague, um, the public radios in Austria wouldn't play Austrians. Uh-huh. And now it changed a lot, and there's a lot of ways Austrian bands are actually supported, which I think is great, and which also like doesn't make me want to move back completely. But I actually I saw recently that I really like the Austrian music scene, and that I would like to also spend some time there. Mm. So you come here as a proper business interpreter going to be but you changed well i was not an interpreter actually <laughs> no but but that was the original plan i mean to, to use the dutch to yeah yeah interpreter or translator yeah. i wasn't really f- fixed on that idea yet but yeah i just i don't know i threw it all overboard and i was like okay let's see what i can find in prague uh, I had some side job as a translator, actually, but German English. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I I didn't really have. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why they took me <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> because <laughs> I didn't study that or anything. But I guess I presented myself well. <laughs> yeah, and it was um, like a twenty hours a week job, so I had a lot of time to. Um, to see the nightlife of Prague too. Yeah. <laughs> and you say that you you like the the kind of the art and music scene here. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it's um, um, I I don't see it very much on the surface. You know, like you see, uh, there's a lot of concerts here that with like larger bands and so on. But but what I what I don't seem to have been able to find is that more of a small scale. Um, like bands coming out of the garage, you know, and and playing and and, um, and this kind of scene um, mm-hmm. is that big here. I do think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's hard to talk about how it is now, but um, uh, for example, I knew that there was at least I don't know two jam sessions a week. I could go to and three open mics mm-hmm. somewhere. So it's like 
you have either jam session or open mic nearly every day of the week. And then, I mean, that's that's just a part, but I think that's a really important place to find new musicians that you like or meet new people that you like mm. um, and that you might want to make music with as well. Uh, and yeah, and there's a lot of small concerts, mm -hmm. I would say. It's just, yeah, if if you uh if you don't know the musicians or the places it might be kind of difficult to find them yeah I, that's the feeling that i have that it's very it's not very concentrated mm -hmm. it seems to be more like smaller clusters here and there or something like that i don't know hmm it's it's hard to tell because since i moved here it, well i think that you are right in a way like it's kind of it's difficult to reach other people than musicians mm. with those little concerts and yeah. all the small things going on. So it probably is like a little bit artist bubble. And yeah, it's just hard for people who are not in this bubble to find things and to actually like get there, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just curious because, you know, I've, I've, I've always liked to see live music and so on, but I've felt that... that getting down to this more beginner level or I don't know, or entry level mm -hmm. has been harder than, than in a lot of other places that I've been. Um, mm -hmm. But so you, you come here, you kind of, you get out of that relationship, you decide not to pursue the, the translation interpreter, the Dutch career as mm -hmm. such. And, but at that time you're already involved in music somehow or, or, or did that just start here? Um, well, I started performing here, I would say. I uh, Before I came to Prague, I had one performance, and that uh -huh. was at um, at my exchange semester. In, like They had some international tiny festival, and I played two songs there. And I was pretty drunk, because otherwise I wouldn't have made it on stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so other than that, nothing, I would say. And then... Yeah, I came to Prague and I started playing because for me it was easier to play at a place where I know no one actually. Mm. And also, I mean, you might have the same experience. It's when you come to a new place, you can actually, you can redefine yourself completely. Yeah. Like you're not defined by what the people who already knew you for, I don't know, for four or five or ten years, what they think of you, but you can be what you think you are now, actually, because you might change so much during a couple of years. You can be wild thing. Yes. Mm. That's no, what I, I became. I yeah, <laughs> but I totally agree. I, I think that um, um, it's, it's somehow moving out of your previous environment or your, especially where, where you were. Zone. Yeah, and, and it, it really frees you to, to do things that you wouldn't do before. And... Um, mm. Yeah, it's it's definitely helped, but it's still. I mean, on the other hand, it's not like people can just pick up an instrument and go on stage. I mean, mm -hmm. you must have had some practice, or or how how, or you just started from scratch. Uh no, no, not not really. I mean, I had music education since I was a kid, mm. but I was always lazy. <laughs> so I learned piano. I think from seven mm -hmm. till. 10 or something uh which 
definitely helped me understood harmonies and melodies and stuff like this and how instruments work in general um and then later on i i learned guitar a little bit by myself then i picked up ukulele and that was actually something i really enjoyed so i was learning a lot of songs but the thing is i never played for anyone mm. so for me playing for someone and like especially showing someone the songs that i wrote myself was such a huge step and i um i appreciate everyone like i don't know there's musicians that are 16 and they they can present their own songs and i knew that i would have never been able to do that mm. so i think that's super cool and and you so you play you said you play the guitar a little bit you play the ukulele you play the bass mm-hmm. um I think you do some percussions as well, like or or. or yeah, more for fun, not professionally. Uh-huh. I sometimes I play with my boyfriend, and uh-huh. when he plays guitar, I he plays percussions really well, and uh-huh. he can sing with it as well. So I try that sometimes a little bit. It's not as great, but for me it's fun. <laughs> and uh, so you you uh, you start playing music here you start getting new people and then you started making your own songs or did you start you you had your own songs right right away or or um i think well i know that when i was a kid i was writing my own lyrics to famous songs i yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure they were not better than the original ones no. <laughs> but i thought like it was a way to express I just remember that I tried to write some lyrics to a song by Passion Fruit. I don't oh. know if you remember this no, band. No. <laughs> Super poppy. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and and later on, I I also tried to write myself stuff, like with piano or mm. probably with guitar as well. But it was more like, I don't know, I never pursued anything with it. And yeah, then when I came to Prague... Or like even before, I had all of this mess in my head. So I started writing as a therapy. Mm-hmm. But for me, like writing didn't come like in diary form, like dear diary, <laughs> you know. It was more like I wrote poems because somehow I liked it more as a way of expression. Mm. Um, and those poems just became songs at some point. Mm. And yeah, that's how I guess most of my songs actually came up. So you're you're singing about things that are actual or real, and I can feel that when I listen to your music. Um, definitely. I mean, uh, in the beginning when I wrote, it was uh, much about. Mm, how to say, mental problems. Mm. So uh, I have a song called Tunnel Vision and it's about how you are sometimes stuck in this tunnel vision and you don't see anything like on on your side. You just, I don't know, you, you just see the tunnel and you hope that there's some end of it. Mm. So it's like... And have you felt like that? Have you, have, have, you f- have you felt that yourself at some point? Yeah, a lot for a while. Um, I had, hmm, how to say, I had some hormonal issues mm. and I thought that, that it was actually mental issues mm-hmm. until, 
Yeah, until I found out that there's maybe something wrong with my body more than with my head. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that Luckily, must have been a relief, yeah. It was, yeah. It's. I mean, that doesn't mean that, you know, from that moment on everything was fine, but it's a relief to know what is wrong with you mm. and to be able to work on it. Mm. So and yeah. how, and, and, and that, those issues gave you a tunnel vision or, you know, or made you depressed or... or yeah, it made me depressed in a way. It gave me anxiety attacks mm -hmm. in a way and um, made me very, uh, like, incapable to deal with people a lot of times, which it didn't... The thing is, like, it didn't come up when I performed mm -hmm. because I always feel very comfortable when I do music. It's more like when I talk to people then I get stressed. And, and here you are talking yeah. to a to total stranger. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, lately I feel quite okay, so... Mm. <laughs> but but where, yeah. where do you think this comes from? I mean, do, do you... Do, or, or um, because you're not shy. No, generally not. I'm... I don't know. It's really hard to to figure out where it came from. Mm. I mean, I know what was my uh, um, the problem in my body, mm. which which was basically that um, like a, a very female thing. Yep. <laughs> and I think that actually, um, I heard since since I figured out that this can happen i heard from other girls that have it as well uh -huh. which is basically just that um your body i mean i'm 29 mm. i should be fine hormonally mm. but my body was preparing for menopause yeah yeah which it is like happens. very fucked up yeah and i'm it's not 20, sure 20 years too early yeah mm. and i'm not sure if i can but i partly blame it on the pill mm. because i think that it's not as as Harmless. great of like um I don't know solving all the problems as as it was sold to me when I was sixteen or mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Mm. And but this personal feelings in the, in in your songs, I mean, um they're also about love and, and, and these kind of relationships with people. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think I, I there is more, there's one song that 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 is called No Room, and I, isn't it in that song that you say there is no room for me in your life? Yeah. Um. So that song I wrote in the beginning of a relationship, like when it was not formed yet. It's actually um. Yeah, I'm still with, <laughs> with that person. Yeah. So he's still so my there boyfriend. So there was room for you. He proved that there was room for me, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was in the beginning where I was, let's say, really worried. It was basically one night and he was out with friends and he went out a lot. Um, and I was just, I, I didn't get any replies so it's it's like yeah. really a minor deal. Yeah, yeah, but, but at that point I was just I was worried like if he's going to actually have room in his life for me and if he's going to let me in that life because before I had yeah like mostly strange relationships so you know like I was overthinking all the time and I was just probably like, the first 
woman that I ever heard say that you were overthinking. Yeah, I'm very special. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but I I actually think that men, men do the same. We we do overthink. We, we oh, maybe yeah. just don't we just don't admit it. Yeah. Well, maybe you overthink in a little different ways, but yeah. it comes to the same thing. Like you make your life difficult for no reason. Yeah. The heart knows to see reason When there's none If I look at the kind of the progression of your music, I, I felt like it has gone a little bit from this feel-good, happy music um, at first into it's a little bit deeper or or darker now, right? Or or maybe not darker, but deeper somehow. Mm, yeah. Well, I think you know as I evolve, and also, well, the thing is like the happy music. Um, I don't know how to say. The first song I ever released, it was called The Man Who Became You. And it's a very pretty song. Mm. But I had um, I had a very little part of me in the production because a friend of mine did it. I wrote the song and I, I played the instrument on it and stuff, but most of the work he did. So, mm -hmm. so like he made it as he saw me, I guess. Ah, so, so you he don't feel it it's your touch on it as much as you... Yeah, although... As as much as I grow apart from it, I actually really appreciate his work because I think he made it very pretty. Mm. Um, but yeah, so the production was not so much up to me, and nowadays I the production is only up to me. Um, so I think, and also it's like I the more I write music, the more I learn mm -hmm. in writing because mm -hmm. I think that also writing and creating like not only not only the mechanical part but also the part in your in your head it's it's a learning process yeah. it's like you with every song you write you learn more about songwriting and how you want your songs to sound mm. and your taste might change as well so i think for me now it's it gets more and more important to write something that actually I don't know, that talks to someone or that might show someone something that I find important. Mm. Whereas in the beginning, it was more like I wrote about my love stories or yeah, stuff like this. But um, these, um, these messages, because you, you're, you, you're recording something or you and your boyfriend are recording something now that is like sounds of, of nature and, mm -hmm. and, and, and these kind of things. Is that music or is it more an act or 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 no it is music mm -hmm. and i would say that it's, it's mostly pop but with a um very uh ambiental natural touch mm -hmm. like we also have a lot of elements from world music in there and we try to you know like um use for the sounds that you usually have in production to like make it rise or make it fall we try to use a lot of natural elements like things that we recorded 
with uh, bushes or I don't know, I let stones fall, mm -hmm. stuff like this. Mm -hmm. We did that ourselves and even though like no one might really hear it and know it, for me it was important to to really, yeah, to create sounds ourselves and not use whatever is given already. And these sounds are from nature because you feel nature is important. Uh, or you know what you you have a message with this somehow. Yeah. Uh, well, we um, this other than the songs that I write, this project was actually it came like we wanted to do this, mm. and we were thinking like, what do we want to create? And since it was during first lockdown that we started this, uh, we said like, the whole world is a huge mess, and our lives are a mess because we cannot do our job, which is music. We cannot perform. Um, so we just wanted to do something that is calming and that is beautiful. And we just found that nature is calming and beautiful and, and like calming but still alive. So we thought it was a good way to, to start off with, yeah, with starting from from nature mm -hmm. kind of and then putting our our like yeah adding your, adding your art into it. yeah yeah on top of it mm. and um, um you have this song melting also that is about the use of plastic and and yeah. uh, so you're very much conscious about these things i mean you're you're you're, you're on t you're on nature's side uh, more and more, yeah. yeah. I guess it it started probably two years ago. I stopped eating meat mm -hmm. just because I thought it was a good thing to do. And yeah, since then I tried to educate myself on what is happening. How can I actually do things and live without harming anyone and anything? Translucent, no filter inside. Can mask the dark, can't hide the light It's a dissolved protection Caused by too much affection So Marley, you're a full-time musician and, 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 and you, you've been that for quite some time now, right? Yes, for a couple of years I guess. And uh, how how is this? Like, uh, how, what kind of live is this? I mean, are you playing live all the time, or or wh what have you done? I mean, so um, I started with small bar gigs, mm. and well, hmm, in a way, I stayed with it. <laughs> I mean, um, I I learned a lot from it, and so I. I kind of like doing those bar gigs first of all because uh they are they are mostly paid and you play for a lot of different people and a lot of times like you don't have to you don't have to always invite your close friends and bother them to come but to fill yeah. the crowd you mean <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly so it's it's just fun that you always play for a different crowd and you never know what you get and you might have unexpectedly great night or just super boring one <laughs> so yeah that's what i did i don't know like every third day 
for a while I was performing nearly every day. Lately it was a little less because I wanted to play only at the places that actually I choose. Mm -hmm. Not play three, four hour sets because it's just like that takes all the passion away from you. Yeah. <laughs> And what's the like? But you were also playing outdoors. You were busking, right? Yeah. Um, when I so I was after a year in Prague, mm. I started traveling around a little bit because Prague became too much for me, <laughs> and I was traveling to um, Panama and New Orleans, mm. and this is where I started busking, mm -hmm. and. Um, Yeah, and I really liked it. And actually, this travel made me realize that everything I do points into the direction of music. So when I came back, I I was right away going to Prague, not to Austria. <laughs> and I, I was like, okay, how am I going to do this here now? And I started playing on the streets. Uh -huh. I was playing on Václavské uh -huh. uh, just Just with my ukulele, no amplification. I had nothing <laughs> and it was it was strange like it takes a lot of courage to start actually and once you start it for the first time like it gets kind of easier and then the next times are still always hard to to begin mm. but it gets better and yeah it teaches you a lot because um people on the streets if they stop they really stop for you And, you know, it's not like they sit in a bar and you're there as well. Mm. No, it's like it's only you there and you're super vulnerable. And, you know, people might might be even bad to you because they didn't ask you to be there, right? Like no mm. one asks you to be there and you have to be okay with that fact. And I had, like, people shouting out of a window for me to stop. I mean, it was Czech, but I could kind of... You understand got, yeah. that it was not a friendly shouting <laughs> <laughs> or i had uh, homeless people stealing my tips oh. for once or twice which was felt really strange but then also i was not i don't know i was not in the position to you know like try to run after them or something mm. i was just like well you must really need it <laughs> yeah. um yeah and it just um I think playing on the street teaches you a lot. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you you become less scared of things in, in the best way. But for me, n nothing ever made me more scared when I played on the streets. You know, even like weird people coming to you, trying to talk to you or something. <laughs> for me, it was just, I saw it like a, as a lesson from life, mm. I guess. Mm. And that I can actually do that and that I don't need anyone else to help me in that yeah and how and then when you moved into to playing in bars and and, and stuff like that and you, you you told me that you had some really weird gigs like or let's say gigs that that i wouldn't really expect anyone <laughs> to play at necessarily yeah <laughs> i mean there was there was quite some weird gigs some some you know like just Just that I felt it was weird, like a weird mood or something. But sometimes it, the music was really misplaced. Like, especially in Czech Republic, I had it a lot of times that random places mm. booked musicians because 
because it's not so expensive in here, I think. Mm. And or like a lot of musicians aren't asking too much. And then you end up at in a super small underground bar playing at a, a table football tournament <laughs> where like no one cares about music, right? <laughs> and we we did not have a stage. Like we were placed right next to the table. It was three of us, like uh, me, my boyfriend and and the bass player. <laughs> and yeah, basically their their hello was uh, they put like a huge bottle of Jameson next to us and they were like, this is for you. <laughs> 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 Which yeah, motivated us in a way. <laughs> but do you do you feel like um, I mean when you when you get into a situation like that, do you do you think like what the fuck? Um sometimes but um I I don't know, I guess I have it somehow in my nature that I just uh accept some things in a way or like I accept things that I cannot change mm. at the moment mm. and I just try to learn from them for the next time. Like, you know, as long as I'm not treated badly or something, obviously, but and and like in a way, you know, the people who booked us, they were actually nice. Like they were happy that we were there. Obviously, it's just like the audience was mm. not very engaged. What you would expect, like they were just super loud and really drunk. But they were friendly to us. Like no one treated us bad. It's mm. just like, you know, as an upcoming musician, you you would like to people, you know, to really watch you and listen to your exactly. words and stuff. <laughs> and and I mean. When you when you have a gig like this, I mean, what you it's easily, or well, yeah, it it would be easy to see someone think that okay, this I, I don't want to do this. I'd never. Um. No, I. I never thought this. I mean, obviously, like everyone has their weak moments, and mm. I has as well. Uh, I have as well, and I had moments where I came home from gigs that didn't go as I wanted. Like, I had one gig at a place that I actually really like. Mm. So I probably was expecting too much from it. And I played and, I don't know, there was someone saying really weird things about my outfit. I don't know what it was, but he probably didn't didn't mean it badly. Mm. He was maybe drunk or something. But I remember that I was really angry when I came home and I was like, what a, What the fuck am I doing this for? <clears throat> yeah, but, you know, it's like you get up after this and you're like, okay, maybe I have to change something. And then you change mm. that. Or in that in that special situation, actually, I wrote a song about it that was... Uh, that turned out very sarcastic but I know that a lot of my friends really like it because yeah. they are musicians and it's called Soul for Sale <laughs> so it kind of you know I'm just making fun and I'm singing like I'm just a girl and I play a toy like my ukulele and my soul is for sale and yeah <laughs> but so it, it my smile is for cheap <laughs> but do you basically take this negative or more let's say less positive experiences and you use them to build yourself or develop yourself yeah mm. definitely i i think that um for many of the things i learned if there wouldn't have been negative things said to me or like 
also things that I couldn't manage happening to me, I would not get better from them. Mm. Like also, I mean, you know, in a way, if you get um, if you get criticism, it feels very negative to you, but you you can choose to learn something from it and actually take it seriously. Mm. And I think that's what I did with many things that happened. Don't wake me up Cause life is falling down A bed Thousand pebble stones Not heavy on their own Bury me one by one oh. Just don't Don't leave my side Cause all I'm waiting for um, I looked at some of your music videos on on uh, on YouTube and and I was actually kind of surprised of uh, well it kind of felt like a big time production somehow I mean the quality I have to tell say that I mean I didn't expect your videos to be bad but the quality is actually really really good um, how do you how do you finance this you know or, or how do you get, make this work um well uh, for a long time, and I think still I'm living very small. Mm. So, I mean, uh, for example, I care very much about what I wear, but I get it all secondhand. Uh, mm. I don't spend much money or I make it myself. Um, and I live like this in a lot of parts of life, I guess. Like, I also for a while I wasn't going out at all because I wanted to save my money and save my time and actually create something rather than destroying myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so I think that I really saved a lot of money uh, since I started musing, uh, since I started doing music mm-hmm. and I just spent it on music like mm-hmm. other than any other distraction in life. And yeah. And also, I I mean, I I wouldn't have been able to to do this though if i wouldn't have met filmmakers that actually helped me to create something really nice on a budget like some of them uh guys i worked with on two videos they they cared about being part of the composition of Mm -hmm. the visual ideas and and story of the music videos and in return for that that we kind of share share the creation they didn't really ask for money like Mm -hmm. of course i i paid for the production and stuff but not like that they would get something out of it basically yeah you paid the out-of-pocket costs or yeah and some of the professionals on set but Mm. yeah mostly everyone was doing it out of passion and i think that's beautiful yeah i think Guys that are listening, you should definitely check out Mar- Marley Wild Thing. Um, check out her videos. I, I really, <laughs> uh, really, really cool, cool stuff. Um, Thank you. Um, so maybe a little bit like so. You, uh, where's your family on this? I mean, do they understand your choices? Because I mean, you on on at some point in life, it everything pointed towards uh, let's say a corporate business or like. You know what I mean, like a, like a normal life. Yeah, normal <laughs> life. With, I, I don't know, being an interpreter, a translator, diplomatic uh, service, or business, or some export, or something like this. You know, mm-hmm. and now here you are, kind of, I guess, especially now with all this COVID stuff going on, uh, it's a struggle. I mean, uh, or you yeah. go into that hustle. You know, like it's a, 
where are they on this? You know, what what do they think? Um, I know that everyone was pretty surprised, but I was never really questioned in my choices. And I think that's something that is very positive about my parents mm. and my whole family, that no one ever thought like, okay, like, when are you going to finish doing your bullshit and, and like get a real job and stuff? <laughs> I mean, I had I had um, one aunt, I think, asking me once, like, what am I exactly, if, if I can live off of music or if mm. I'm just like a... Uh, I don't know how to translate this. She said in German, like uh, bohemian yeah. kind of, you know, yeah. like like trying to like somehow survive. And I told her, like, no, I do music and I can live off of this, and mm. it is my work, it's my job, although it's my passion too. Mm. So yeah, but overall, also when the first lockdown started, um, I was with my boyfriend at my mom's place for a whole three months and she was incredible like just being really supportive and understanding mm. and trying to make us feel good there mm. and that's how it felt in the end like first lockdown for me was something really positive in a way oh, that's great but the the um what's the outlook i mean what's the future do you think that you'll be doing the same if i meet you in five years from now mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's really hard to tell. I try to... And I think when I told this to my parents, it also made them feel a little better mm -hmm. <laughs> about me and my future. Um, because I try to, you know, not only, like, learn more cover songs, let's say, for future bar gigs or something like this. I, I worked on... Um, well, first of all, I spent all my time since second lockdown in learning more about production mm. producing my own album which means like choosing all the sounds creating all the sounds um yeah which is it, it sounds like little but it's a lot of work mm. especially if you've never done it mm. in that extent so i spent i don't know thousands of hours <laughs> no i'm not sure um but a lot of time definitely on this and also in booking so um yeah i try to get more involved in the czech scene in general so you're kind of getting into the industry from not only as a performer but yeah yeah so yeah. that you can create maybe the future holds a role for you doing more than just music or 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 exactly even, yeah. like you know not not only being the performer not only being the singer mm -hmm. which i think is a very important thing for also girls to think of to mm -hmm. not be reduced to just the singer of mm -hmm. a band mm -hmm. but i i know how to record myself i'm ha helping a friend of mine with live recordings for example where i do the sound and it's not like it's not a huge thing but it helps me to you know like think of practical solutions for recording environment for example mm. or i learned a lot at my friend's studios where we are just able to try out different things. And yeah, I think it's just good to understand everything around music, not only the songwriting, not only the singing, but, you know, um, yeah, educate yourself in more ways so that maybe at some point you, you don't want to play in little pops anymore, but maybe you want to 
produce music or you want to be a sound engineer for, I don't know, something. Or just book other artists or help them make a career. But you said this, that like it's important for girls to, to realize that it's, it's, yeah, or that girls take a bigger role. Mm. Are there any particular idols that you have in this when you look at your music and who do you look up to? Um, yes, definitely. Mm. Um, two I can think of is, one is Emily King. She's mm. a songwriter from New York. And I, I really like her story because um, she started out being signed with some major label. I don't know what it was exactly, but... She put out this first album and you hear that it's like it has this very R&B pop vibe and it's produced like all the other things out there kind mm -hmm. of like I mean she's talented but yeah the music is just like nice mm -hmm. and then she went away from this um from this label and she started just creating her own stuff at home or I don't know in the studio of a friend or something and she brought out this EP called The Seven EP. And it's beautiful. Mm. And, you know, like it's so so humble and so creative in a way and very personal. And when I heard this, I was like, wow, okay, so this is what one person can actually create. I mean, she probably had help, but, but she produced it. Mm. And when I saw this, I was like, okay, I... Maybe I can do this too. Like, mm. not comparing myself, obviously, yeah, 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 but, yeah, but taking like, that route. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And then recently, I also found an Austrian that I think is really interesting. Her mm. name, her artist name is called Soap and Skin, mm -hmm. and she makes less poppy music than Emily King I was talking about before, but very interesting like mixing different elements mixing brass in her music sometimes having it really light and like kind of healing vibe and sometimes really dark mm -hmm. and yeah I, I recently like to listen to female musicians a lot because it's yeah it's very inspiring to me mm -hmm. and there's a lot of good ones out mm -hmm. there now I yeah. mean like and, and it has changed actually now that you say it because I um. Yeah, I remember when I was a teenager, then a female singer was usually just that. Yeah, the like singer, the front you know. singer yeah, of a band. Exactly, and of uh, a male yeah, band, otherwise, or, or <laughs> composed by some males yeah. that put her yeah. in the front. And and it has changed a lot. And mm. and, and you see, like Lady Gaga as an example, uh, seems to be very much of a one-person show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, um so. What's the reward in this? I mean, like if you if you think about it, like you're in you're you're playing a lot of bar gigs, not always just your own music. Um, mm -hmm. You moved away from your family and your background, mm -hmm. and you're here. I mean, obviously, living in Prague is, is a nice thing. I know, I know yeah. that. But uh, but what's the reward for you? What's in it for you? Hmm. <laughs> well, that's the question. I mean, you know, it's. Art is not always rewarded. So I think you just have to be aware that the good thing about it is that you spend your life creating something and mm. doing something that you like. And maybe it's not easy. And maybe you will struggle. Like 
in ways that um, that people always worked for someone don't have in their everyday life. Like I'm not saying that 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 people who don't do art struggle less. Mm. It's just like it's. I think it's difficult to realize for someone who has a, a more or less safe job how it is for artists that actually like um, as if you would have to write uh, write application letters every day for yeah. a job that lasts only one day yeah. <laughs> and then you do it all over again. So I guess that's a very weird thing about being an artist. But yeah, when you see that you actually that you touched someone in a way or that you influenced someone in a positive way, which you do a lot when you perform live because people come to you and they say something nice. Um, they clap. You see that, that I don't know, that you could inspire them in a way. And I had a lot of people talking to me that that actually I made them want to like play ukulele more mm -hmm. or... or uh, or to learn singing better and this is this is the ultimate reward i think to know and that you touched someone and it's very instant because when you're playing live like you do a mm -hmm. lot then you you get this feedback right away you know yeah. it's not like you need to wait uh, after three months i'll see it in an excel file somewhere you know like yeah, yeah it's yeah. a very instant feedback somehow mm -hmm. yeah i guess yeah I played live, but, but it, I w it was it was not a very successful <laughs> thing. They took the electricity off the house to to stop <laughs> it. But uh, um, but how how uh, like um, what's next? I mean, what are you doing now? Are you are you gonna publish something soon or or? Yeah. So um, well, I had a lot of time lately yeah. <laughs> to to actually um. Not really to write songs. I didn't write anything new, but I produced a lot of stuff and really shaped it in a way that I think is nice to listen to. Also, maybe a little different. I try to not go too much into the mainstream pop mm. thing. But um, yeah, so um, this spring we're gonna we're gonna release the EP that. I wrote with my boyfriend mm -hmm. called Wildflower mm -hmm. EP um, with six songs and they they are all well they are kind of different but they are all pretty calm and I don't know feeling like more ambiental slow not like all fireworks and stuff but still you know like they all have beats and stuff mm -hmm. so they are mm -hmm. not only slow to chill too but yeah. they have something that keeps them going and that makes them feel alive mm. yeah and then what i'm working on now mostly is probably going to be released in autumn which uh -huh. feels like forever yeah. <laughs> still um and that's my debut album because uh -huh. until now i released only singles and yeah. i thought it was time to have a full album even though yeah, it's not that important nowadays anymore. But I felt like for me, I want to have this. Yeah, and that that like that you're recording here in Prague, I guess, and and uh, collaborating with musicians here and exactly. So most of those songs I recorded with my band, yeah. like the people that I play live with sometimes. Um, 
So that's a drummer and a bass player and a guitarist. Mm. And then I had some some guest musicians as well. Like I have I had uh one guy for two songs on cello, which is absolutely beautiful. I uh-huh. love cello. <laughs> and some flute in the songs before and I had one friend recording for me nose flutes and harmonicas. Uh-huh. He's a really good friend of mine. <laughs> Didn't even know that nose flute exists. I've never seen it on anyone, and uh, he told me it's quite complicated to play. I can imagine that. Uh, I don't know. I didn't try, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's funny. It has like a little creepy sounds like <laughs> like this kind of <laughs> ghost ghostly sounding. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, what I liked very much about y- your songs was that um, because I, you, I, I read some interview with you or something where you, you said that they were simple or, or that you didn't like them to be overcomplicated, mm-hmm. and but they were actually very. There was a lot of details in them, and I liked that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you used a lot of different instruments, and there was a lot of different sounds, and and mm-hmm. I. I I wouldn't say that when listening to one of your songs, I could say, oh, that's a trademark Marley Wild Thing song or anything like that. Uh-huh. And I really liked how how diverse it is. So so I look, I'm looking forward to hearing both the EP and then the, the big big one in the autumn. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, just for uh, the people following the show and listening, um, where can they follow you? I mean, wh- 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 where is the best place to see more about you? Um, most of my things are on Facebook and Instagram, mm-hmm. I would say, as Marley Wild Thing. You can mm-hmm. find me there. Um, all the full videos I post on YouTube, usually. Yeah. So, yeah, but all the, you know, all the news and stuff, I always put on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, great. And that's Marley Wild Thing, guys. You you want to check yeah. her out for sure. Marley like Bob Marley and yeah. Wild Thing like the song. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think I have kind of, yeah, um, obviously if you like the show, then please follow it. Uh, you can review it, I think, at least on Apple Podcast. Uh, you can listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. Um, if you know any people that are doing cool stuff or have an interesting story, let me know. Um, preferably people here in in Prague where I am so that I can meet them Um, and uh, yeah we have a a page on Facebook uh, the bunker how the hell did we end up here (laughs) where I post the episodes and occasionally try to be funny Um, and I have uh, an Instagram account called bunker Prague I think but there I'm also trying to be funny but failing, <laughs> failing miserably. Don't don't go there. <laughs> no, don't check it out. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. My my dog uh, is here. It's very cute. Yeah, Aska. She has spent some time. Does here. she have an Instagram? Yeah, she actually has an Instagram. Aska <laughs> yeah. the Aussie. She has oh, more I, followers. I would follow her. Yeah, she has more <laughs> followers than her father, and more followers than the show. It says a lot about me. But, uh, um, or maybe she, about her. Yeah, she's very cute. Uh, she <laughs> and she's celebrating her second birthday today, so Aww. it's been a big day for her. So leave her some wishes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think that's 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 it. Marley, thanks a lot for coming. I'm very happy to hear your story, and um, 
Thank you. I'm That was fun. The world needs more people like you. I have to admit. <laughs> so enjoy the rest of the evening and thanks for coming. Thank you. Both of us 